0: Bullshit. Pretend for a moment we've entered a parallel universe, free of bullshit, and full of bold solutions. That's what the No Bullshit Marketing Show is all about. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich. The No BS Show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com/no-bs for your free audiobook. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android. Kindle, or MP3 player. It's episode 133 of the No Bullshit Marketing Show, and it just hit me as we went live that the first house I lived in was 133 Spruce Street. Wow, I hadn't thought about that in a long time, so I guess this episode has some significance (laughs) that I didn't even realize, and part of that significance is that I am going to struggle to say significance, but Uh, Today's show is going to focus on a couple of main themes that I want to focus on at length. So I'll be going solo this time around, no guest, and from time to time we do that when we feel we've got some real no bullshit content that we want to talk about. I'm fortunate to work directly with a lot of C-suite people, or I guess now it's CXO, when referencing CEOs, CFOs, COOs, CMOs and whatever other titles are out there. But seriously, when you're talking about chief executives or chief financial officers or chief marketing officers, there is a certain mindset. And it's mostly great to work with talented leaders who instill the culture at their companies. But like anything, it's also challenging and has its challenges. And one of those challenges for us here at Mass Solutions and for me personally for the past decade or so, has been striving to convince CXOs, C-suite people, and entrepreneurs, business owners, to embrace social media marketing. And I mean, it's been a challenge. And when I say about 10 years, I'm not too far off. I think it's about eight or nine years ago when we first started offering social media marketing programs as part of Mass Solutions Services. And back then, we were probably a little ahead of the curve for our region because it wasn't something that uh, the people we were talking to in Western Pennsylvania were ready for. But maybe that was the case back then. But over the years, you just continue to see and hear the same response to social media marketing. Now, it's tweaked a little bit. The old days, it was just, I don't think I need to be on there. And I used to make the analogy, do you remember when a website was optional? And anybody over the age of 30 remembers when a website was optional. Around the turn of the century, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, companies actually didn't have websites. They had no web presence because they thought it was optional. They thought it was something that we could decide whether to do or to not do. So in 2008, 9, 10, even into 11, I used that analogy and said, Back then, we thought a website was optional, but then quickly people realized it wasn't. And I talked about how social media marketing and having a strategy behind it wasn't optional five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, and it's certainly not optional today. Well, what's changed is companies will say they have a social media philosophy, strategy, tactics, and they might, but it's still not embraced. It's still not put to the level of true no-bullshit marketing. And why is that reason? There's a number of reasons. I'm going to give one overarching one, then I'm going to give about four or five specific ones. The first overarching reason why is most people actually don't have true no-bullshit marketing. They don't have a real integrated marketing approach. Most companies still struggle to understand and execute and live By real marketing. Most companies still do not have a marketing culture. Some consciously choose to have a sales culture. A lot of times that is a more B2B company. A lot of times that is a company under $100 million a year in annual sales. They flat out choose to have a sales culture. They feel they don't need a marketing culture. They don't understand a marketing culture even bigger companies and B2C companies still, though, have not fully embraced social media to the level of where social media marketing is more than traditional marketing. And that's where people really need to go to be no bullshit marketers. So when I look at some of the specifics, senior leaders still have concerns about social media marketing. Some Admit that they have concerns while others try to rationalize that they get it. And they'll even mention, we're trying it. Are we now, we're now Twittering or or some crazy way of describing it? Or we have Suzanne over there doing Snapchat for us. What we found is that leaders avoid social media for one or more of these specific following reasons. First, they're really unfamiliar with how to use much of social media. Now, what I mean by that is it's not like 10 years ago where senior leaders really barely had a knowledge of any social media platforms. Nowadays, most senior leaders are involved and try and spend some time on at least one. So some people like LinkedIn that are executives and they're pretty decent at that, but they don't really bother with Instagram to even understand that they don't really get what Snapchat's up to and maybe they understand Facebook because they know they have a relative that does too much time on Facebook, but they're really unfamiliar with how to use social media in general and specifically beyond one thing that they use personally. So since they're unfamiliar with how to use social media, that leads to social media appearing overwhelming. If you're a senior level person, if you're an owner of a company, you're an entrepreneur who's had success. You are in that C-suite. Admitting that something is overwhelming is not something you do very often. And it just is the case because if you are in that position, you tend to have had to have believed in your your approach and your mindset and your philosophy. I, I know personally that's part of what's helped me to achieve. What I've achieved is that I am confident in my beliefs and my ideas So admitting that you're overwhelmed is not something that happens a lot in that setting. So social media appears overwhelming, and there's not a lot of people admitting that it's overwhelming. And then that leads to the belief of number three, the belief that the risk of sharing the wrong thing. There are companies we talk to. We have some education clients, school districts, a lot of fear that the wrong thing could be somehow posted on social media. I had a CEO two days ago say to me, I don't want to put something out there that I can't get back. Again, it's a fear and a risk of sharing the wrong thing, which leads them to rationalize, number four, that they don't have time for social media. They don't have time for social media. I would argue that That's the equivalent of saying, I don't have time to brand. I don't have time to communicate. I don't have time to talk. I don't have time to connect. When you think in those terms, Mrs. CEO and Mr. CFO, when you think like that and you try to put it in perspective and change that word, Mr. Entrepreneur, instead of saying, I don't have time for social media, say, I don't have time to build relationships. I don't have time to build connections. I don't have time to talk. I don't have time to communicate. I don't have time to relate. Apply that to all four of these. I'm unfamiliar with building relationships. I'm unfamiliar with communicating. I'm unfamiliar with connecting. I believe communicating is overwhelming. I believe relationship building is overwhelming. Again, all four of these major ones. I believe communicating is the is the wrong thing. I believe that connecting is the wrong thing. I don't have time to connect. That's what I would urge you to do if you're listening or if your boss is in the same area where they think that they have these major four reasons. They're unfamiliar with most of social media. They think it appears to be overwhelming. They are worried about sharing the wrong thing, or they feel they don't have time for social media. Convince them to exchange those words. Put in the word connect. Put in the word communicate. Put in the word build relationships, those two words. But it's been amazing to hear the pushback from the C-suite, the CXO, from the entrepreneur from the creative leaders. And what they don't understand is that social media and digital engagement matters to your reputation and your company's reputation. And that's not just me. That's not just me here on the No Bullshit Marketing Show saying social media and digital engagement matters to your reputation and your company's reputation. A study shows two-thirds of consumers say their perceptions of CEOs affects their opinion of the companies two out of three consumers whether it's B2B or B2C say their perceptions of CEOs affects their opinions of the companies so if you've got those fears i mentioned that it's overwhelming, that you're worried about sharing the wrong thing, you're not sure that you understand all the different mediums, or that you don't have time for social media. Know that two out of three of your current and prospective customers say their perceptions of you affects their opinion of your company. And how are they finding out And creating that perception of you, they're going to your social accounts. They're looking at your LinkedIn. They're looking at you on Twitter and if you're not there. They're looking at you throughout various social media outlets. And two out of three of them are creating their perception of you and applying that to their opinion of your company. You have a choice. It's a now or later choice. A now or later kind of thing. You can get on board for real now, or you can wait and be forced to get on board later. It's about attention and influence today, not selling and telling. It's about attention and influence today, not selling and telling. This has been a dramatic shift that the CXO, C-suite people have to understand. Attention and influence is what we're all about in the buying and selling of ideas products and services today we have to be able to grab the attention of our key target audiences and then influence them it's not the old way of selling and telling if you're not able to grab their attention you're not gonna be able to influence them and you won't grab their attention unless You're good at social media marketing and not just your company, not just your marketing team that you said, oh, I have four or five people and they're gathering all the stats and they put the stuff and they post things on Twitter for us. That's getting you closer. But if you want real attention and influence, you have to embrace social media yourself and make sure that your perception is good because two out of three of your customers say their perceptions of CEOs affect their opinions of your companies. So remember, it's about attention and influence, not selling and telling, and I want to make sure that we see less and less of what I've gone through pretty much still on a weekly basis, and my team has seen this, and just this week we've had two instances where we had leadership teams that we were talking to, and we were explaining, we were explaining yesterday what a podcast is, what a podcast is. (sighs) Then we had to explain how that could be relevant and be part of a content strategy because the old mindset of selling and telling and the old mindset of traditional media leads people to ask questions like, well, how many people listen to that? And where do they listen to that? How, how many people for sure? Who's doing that? Is, is our biggest competitor doing that? And let me give you some answers. One in five Americans Listen to a podcast this week. More than a billion were downloaded in 2015. Now, I'm not here to s- to speak about podcasts. I'm here to make the point that I had to spend key time with two C-suite people and my team explaining one-tenth of what our ideas were to get a content strategy going was about a podcast. One-tenth of it. And then we had to deviate and explain what a podcast was, how it mattered, how it was part of an overall content strategy, and how it didn't matter that the name is stupid, the name podcast is dumb, and so nobody can very quickly understand what a podcast is. And I get it. That's beyond my show or anybody else's. So the average person, in fairness to this person, they don't podcast, so they don't listen to podcasts, so they have no idea. But it was beyond that. It had to explain blocking and tackling of social media marketing. And that's, that's crazy, that in 2017, we're doing that. So my encouraging thing is to, to get CXOs to think in terms of beyond just that one social media outlet that they're personally comfortable with and beyond the old way of thinking of selling and telling and beyond thinking that they don't need A certain thing like they don't need a LinkedIn presence. The company has that covered. They don't need to respond on Twitter because the company's got that covered. It's got to be a part of your culture. You have to have a marketing culture. And to have a true marketing culture, you have to believe and embrace social media. You have to believe it's about attention and influence, not selling and telling.